welcome to the podcast. I'm here with uh, Rob. We are going to do um, episodes five and six of uh, season two of White Lotus. We promised you we would do um, the last three together, but um, we decided to just dive right in. Uh, so we're going to do five and six, which is the sec- our second installment, and then we'll do seven, which is going to be the finale uh, next week. So Rob, uh, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Good, Richard. How are you? I'm doing okay. So these episodes are called uh, Five is uh, that's Amore. Uh, six is Abductions, Abductive. which was just last night um, from when we're, we're recording this. Um, what do you think? What do you take away from these? Yeah, I mean, they were they were good. Um, I mean, I'm, I've been pleased to see that the quality of this series has been consistent and that... Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the the character development has been has been pretty solid across. I guess, I guess, my like one critique, one thing that I liked about last season, which we which we discussed, uh, season one, uh, the the different groups intermingled more. Like you'd see these fun little interactions where they'd bump into each other and have these tense, um, like social interchanges. Like where, uh, I, yeah, I forget the character's name, but the wife of the the douchey guy, uh, you know, she ran into these two yeah. rich girls by the pool. Uh, no, 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 I'm talking about the first season, season one. Um, you know, like they, they'd have more interactions with each other across the groups and have these, they, they were just more entertaining this time. It's the, the, each group seems very isolated. I mean, I guess you're, you're seeing the, uh, the hooker, uh, Lucia interact with mm-hmm. the, um, like, like the different members of the, the family, the, the, the DeGrasso family and with, uh, the two guys, Ethan and Cameron. But overall there, these are very sort of like three parallel stories, rather than kind of overlapping. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes. I am uh, trying to remember from last season. So you had the douche guy with his girlfriend. You had uh, the old woman. What was the other what was the other big thing? The the, the group? Uh, there was the family, right? There was the, 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 the married couple and their three daughters. Uh, and then there was like the hotel staff, uh, Armand and those and then, guys too. Oh, and then... And then uh, Tanya and Belinda, the, the other member. Three daughters. My, my memory must be. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was it was one daughter and her best friend. Oh, and, and the son, like the autistic son. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was the daughter and the best friend, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so let me, yeah. So let me just give you my theory. I have a big theory about the, uh, since I have after watching last night's episode. Um, and I think it's interesting to just put this up there uh, up front. Uh, I think Ethan wants to get cucked by Cameron. Ethan wants to get cucked. Well, I uh, that seems hard to believe because he did respond very angrily at the thought yeah, of them being to. together. He has to, yeah. But but okay, so <laughs> he's watching them like flirt uh, at the beach, um, and then he's getting you know he's like getting upset, and yeah. his, his whole life is like Cameron taking all his girls, and he doesn't go and like try to interrupt or anything. He just goes swimming. <laughs> that was that part was weird. I want. I wonder if they because they never. It's it's it is weird to me that like they're they're a young, relatively young couple, right? And they haven't once, at least that we've seen. I, I mean, apparently not that they they don't have sex. Yeah, you I, think see, that's um, I think that's what they're trying to convey very yeah, clearly. And then you see that he's you know he enjoys porn, but like yeah, and his his wife is clearly yeah she's unsatisfied. Do you think this has happened? Okay, so so let's go with this theory. Has it happened before? That he's been cucked? Yeah. Has, I, I, Har- has Harper cucked he, Ethan he, before? 
I don't know if Harper has tucked him, but no, probably not Harper. But he, his relationship with Cameron, it's he's okay. like Cameron. Is all, he's like telling the story. Cameron is always having sex with these girls that I like because it's like he's uh, what was it? Mimetic. He falls prey to the mimetic <laughs> competition. He puts, he puts it in her mind. <laughs> so he breaks it up, and he's and like, oh, panting with speed. Oh, interesting. Okay. How many times can this happen without like him like taking precautions next time? Right? He just stays friends with this guy who's like always having sex with his girlfriend. Like whenever he finds a girl, like I, I mean, I guess like one one flaw there would be well, it depends on what he likes. But yeah, he if he to, enjoys having Cameron take it, like you know, what take girls from him. I mean, he did that. Did happen with the hookers. And Ethan didn't seem to enjoy it, right? He was like in the bathroom smoking, like oh, you're right. He, not, he had a, he had a chance. Oh, but that's not cucking. That's not cucking him. That's just having that's just having sex. He had these two girls, and you know they were they were all together, and then he takes them both, which is yeah. But he didn't enjoy it, or, or he didn't seem to. I no, mean, this is, not, this is not cucking. This is not, they're just his prostitute. He doesn't. He likes to be cucked. He I think he doesn't. He doesn't need to. It's not just the sex for him. It's not just that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he's got to um he's got to uh he's got a part of him got to, has to not like it and it's got to be partly subconscious. That's part of why he needs it to happen. Uh, I mean, oh, I don't know. It's let me give you let me give you another thing. So I have another theory that that does not fit it. Like it, it's it's yeah, it it will have a completely different uh, outcome than what you're describing. But go go ahead. Uh, so when he imagines them, when he has that like hallucination of them there and um, he's sitting on the bed, it looks like he's masturbating. He's like shaking, but then you look closely. He's just angry. He's shaking, right? And okay. I think that was supposed to be suggestive that he could be actually ex- – it's very vivid in his mind. He's watching it. He's angry, but he's like excited by it. Hmm. Yeah, he was sitting on the bed, which was an interesting – uh, creative choice, right? He could have been stand. He could have walked in, or he could have been in the bathroom watching it. But he's sitting on the bed, which was where he was watching porn earlier. Was very, the shaking was very explicit. Like you don't have to show him like shaking. Like that's that's not common. Well, that well that could be just him like full of rage. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, get that's, I get that's what they're. Yeah, but it's like it's like plausibly like something else. Yeah. invoke something else at the same. They love the symbolism. You watch the theme. Like it's like too much. Like the, the, the like the theme music. It's like okay, we get it. Fountain. Okay, we get it. Fountain exploding. Like I get. It's like every. It's like I get it. I get it again. It's like the symbolism is like over the top. So this is like you know sort of in that uh, sort of tradition. Do you think anything actually happened with uh, uh, Harper and Cameron in that room when they went <laughs> up? Right, they're all at the beach, and then uh, Ethan goes for a swim. And then he comes back and they're gone and he gets a text from Harper and it says, you know, went up to get my hat. He goes up there, he bangs on the door and, you know, there, there was something suspicious going on there, I thought. But yeah. like, well, yeah, why is that door open? Yeah, you know, the door that, that connects the two rooms like that door was never open that we saw at any other point in the series. So do you think well, something do you remember, happened? Do you remember when they talked about the door, like in the first episode? Uh, who, who, wasn't it, wasn't it Harper who said, I don't think we'll be needing a, that mm-hmm. door to be open. Like, and now no, suddenly it's open. She's like, yeah, she's like, no, no, we wouldn't be. So it's like, they're telling us this door is closed. All of that. It's not like something that they've been using. It's not like something like that. It's, there needs to be, there needs to be an explanation for that. Like, you know, they have to be like, I don't know. They're, it's not like, they're not like planning him a surprise birthday party. Like that would be like, you know, it's like <laughs> something like on a show would be something like that. So that's interesting. And she brushed it off. Right. So she, in the early, the first episode, she said, we're not going to use that door. 
And then this time he asks her, why is this door open? And she kind of is like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't remember. You know, she kind of, I don't remember specifically what she says, but she pretends like she doesn't, or seemingly pretends that she doesn't know what's going on there. Um, So that is suggestive that something happened there. So I think, I think what's probably going to happen. So this is my theory. Uh-huh. This is, it's possible. It's no, 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 no. Actually, you know, no. I, I, it, it may actually fit with the cuck theory too. But so, so this latest episode, we saw that uh, the hotel manager Valentina goes up to the room uh, with uh, what's Lu- oh Mia, Mia, uh, Lucia's mm-hmm. prostitute friend, the one who plays the piano, mm-hmm. and she tells that oh, I have a master key to this suite on the second floor, and you see them go up there. So I think what's probably going to happen here is that. Mia is going to like lift the key from uh, the hotel manager and give it to Lucia, or they're both going to like use this key to like sneak into rooms and, you know, do their prostitute slash thief thing. They're going to go up to Cameron and Daphne's room because they still haven't been paid. Um, They're going to go in there, look for money. They're probably not going to find it because the the show's playing fast. Like, I I don't understand why, why Cameron hasn't just paid them. So apparently maybe he's not as rich as he lets on her. No, I think he's supposed to be a jerk. He's supposed to like, he has sex with these guys, friends. He would just like stiff prostitutes just to like establish dominance or control. Like he doesn't have, he has the money. I I sort of think it's like, I don't know if he does or if he does. uh, Yeah. I don't know. Some, some like financially, he doesn't seem. Yeah. Although on the other hand, he he does seem to have an understanding with Daphne that he does cheat, so he wouldn't necessarily be that. Um, you know, he wouldn't he would it wouldn't place him in too much trouble with her if these prostitutes came up to them both and said like your husband hasn't paid me. Like it just wouldn't be it wouldn't wreck his marriage necessarily. So it's possible. But anyway, so so they're going to go up to the room, look for money. They're not going to find <laughs> it. So then they're going to use the door, right? So they're going to use the. Stolen things before you said they they do their thief thing. Are they thieves? I've never seen them steal anything. I think they're gonna they're good. Well, I don't. In this case, they could. Yeah, because he owes the money. Yeah, in this case, yeah, I guess they haven't been really stealing. They have been like sort of taking advantage of the credit card that Dominic gave them and charging things to the room. But I guess they haven't technically stolen. But in this case, they're 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 actually just going to get the money that's owed to them, so it wouldn't be stealing. That's true. Um, yeah, so they're not going to find. They're supposed to be hearts yeah. of gold. I don't think they're supposed to be. Thieves. Yeah, a hooker with a heart of gold. Yeah. Um, yeah so they're going to go up there, not find money. They're going to go into the room adjacent to them or next to them, and Ethan is going to be on the other side of that door, thinking that it's Cameron trying to go in to meet Harper, and he's <laughs> going to kill them or kill uh-huh. one of them. And then that's what's going to happen. It's like basically, it's going to be it's going to be a sort of a similar to season one. It's like where where um, the douchey guy kills Armand by accident, right? He sinks a knife into him, and it was an accident. Um, and so, so I think that's what's going to happen here is that Ethan is thinking that he's going to like he, what actually is going to happen. He's going to take one of these statues, uh, like these Medusa head creepy statues, and break it over the head. It's going to be dark or something. He's not going to be able to see. Do it really quickly, and he's going to kill either me or Lucia, possibly both. Um, he's going to be waiting and, by the door. He's going to be waiting. Yeah, by- yeah. I think he's going to, well, probably just sitting on the bed waiting. Um, and then he, yeah, yeah, yeah. See who they are, who they are. Yeah, without really checking, or he's just going to immediately assume, like, the only reason this door would possibly be opening in the middle of the night or whenever it is is because Cameron's coming mm-hmm. in here and he thinks that I'm not here. There's going to be some arrangement where they think that Ethan's not going to be in the room, but Harper is in the room, but that's actually not what happened. Ethan's in the room, but Harper isn't. Um, something like that. And he's going to kill them, uh, which I guess would still 
well, it could fit with the the cuck theory. I mean, it would be odd if you wanted to kill the guy who's cucking him. But well, yeah, he's well, he's you know, he's confused. It's like it's not a, his uh, Ethan is not in this theory. Ethan is not simple in any way. Like it's he, he could be want to be cucked by a man, could want to kill him, and still and still like after it happens maybe be be angry enough to to not want to acknowledge that part of himself. I mean, this is a very deep, you know, yeah. it's kind of a deep, like, psychoanalytic kind of thinking, but but maybe. Uh, but so they're both, they, they both could be true. Um, I don't know, though. I, I Harper's an interesting character where, you know, there, there's been flirtations throughout the series, right, where you see, like, both, the, both couples are at dinner, and you'll see Cameron, like, reaching under the table and touching Harper's leg. And she kind of, like, plays coy, but she doesn't tell him to stop mm. or say, like, what the fuck are you doing? Or what the hell are you doing? Or, mm. you know, so, yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so so it seems like she's she's not necessarily opposed to the flirt. But, but it's also unclear if she's behaving that way because she's angry at Ethan for not being attracted to her, right? They had this kind of a, this yeah. nice conversation in the last in the last episode about how they don't seem to be attracted to, to each other anymore or Ethan isn't yeah. attracted to, to Harper. Yeah. The, so, I mean, first the mechanics of it, I think it's hard to him for, it's hard for him to be standing by the door, unless he's like standing right behind the door waiting for like, you know, they're in for one second. You can tell it's a, it's a small woman. It's not a, it's not a man. I think it's very hard to mistake these prostitutes and they have to get to the, you know, they find these bodies in the ocean. So your theory needs him to like take them out to the ocean and dump them. Uh, but there needs to be a lot of them. Or maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's different. Maybe there maybe there's the gaze. Something happens there, and it's not the maybe that. But okay, um, no, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's one possible ending. Um, the uh, you know, I mean, the the thing about Ethan is something is off. Something is wrong with this guy. Like there is some reason. It, it, you know, there is some reason he doesn't want to have sex with his wife. He doesn't want to talk about it. He's not like interested in like explaining to her like why or like he's just in complete denial about it he's like he avoids sex completely he doesn't want to talk about why or think about it or anything he watches all this porn um, maybe he has a porn addiction right yeah. like this is something that people talk about there's uh i mean i guess there's i i haven't looked deeply into the research on this but there does seem to be some suggestive evidence that porn addiction is a real thing affecting young guys and maybe like I don't know. And, and one thing the show does is it's sort of like uh, rel- it, it's very sort of up to date on cultural trends. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me uh, if if like somehow Ethan's addiction was a commentary on like what's going on with men or with re- or how it's wrecking relationships, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah and his his shame and unwillingness to acknowledge it. Yeah, it's not that new of a concept. I mean, I think there's been, you know, probably 10, 15 years. I think people have been talking about about this stuff. Um, yeah, so there's something something off about him. And, like, at the same time, he doesn't want to cheat on her. He wants, he cares. He doesn't enjoy, he doesn't enjoy her company either. It's like, there's some weird. He, like, wants to, like, be loyal to her. And he wants to, like, her to know that he is loyal to her. But, like, he doesn't want to have sex with her. And he doesn't enjoy her company. <laughs> and it's like, what do you want, Ethan? Like, what's, like, what's, like, what's the deal here? Like, there's just something, like, very weird about this guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's, uh, he's clearly not, I mean, there, I saw some rumors on Twitter. People were posting that they think he might be gay early on. But that's, I mean, he was watching straight porn. 
Yeah, that's too boring. Oh, he's he's just yeah. that's that's boring. It's got to have something more yeah. interesting. Going well, on they, I guess the idea was like maybe he's you know he secretly has a crush on Cameron. Maybe he's that's why he invited them out. But that doesn't make sense to me because like, even if he did, like Cameron's not gay. So, like it's clearly so. So that wouldn't like that just wouldn't fit. Um, so I guess the two things, yeah, it's either a porn addiction uh, or. I mean, I guess like so. So, porn addiction in itself as a as a as a phenomenon might have been around for a while, but as far as like breaking through to like like to the point where people are generally thinking about it or discussing it, at least to me, right? Like this whole like uh, what is it? No Faf November, and like this seems to be like a very Gen Z kind of trend, well, at least what, from what I've what, I've heard. What's the upshot of like that as like the plot twist? Oh, he has a porn addiction, so he goes into treatment. Oh, that would be a boring sort of ending for the show. Like, let's say, like there has to be something like we a get out of the show is based on on like people not being honest with each other, right? Like Cameron and Daphne's relationship is like based on them sort of tiptoeing around Cameron's infidelity, and then Daphne, like she heavily implies that she also cheats like there was a weird so was that episode five actually not this most recent but the one before where she and harper are talking and daphne says like oh i have a trainer you should get a trainer this Mm -hmm. and she's like let me show you a picture of him he has blue eyes and blonde hair or something yeah she shows harper her phone and it's a picture of her kids so my interpretation of that is that those aren't cameron's kids and this was her subtle way of telling harper like you know, he's cheating on me. I'm cheating on uh, him. I thought you. I thought I was clever. You are. You are even more clever than me. I didn't think of that. I thought it was just like, uh, you know, I thought it was just saying like, okay, these are, um, you know, it's like it's so like intertwined. Like she, you know, she doesn't like she cheats. She has a husband. She cheats on him, and she has kids. And like they're all in the same like photo roll because like she doesn't bother like yeah. separating any of them. Uh, yeah. hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And the kids were blonde. Were they blonde? Yeah, yeah they were the kids were, were. It was a little blonde, blue eyed kid. That'd be Cameron's kid. That doesn't be possibly. That. But yeah. I think, well, my yeah, my interpretation of that scene was like, you know, he cheats on me, and I know about it, and I cheat uh, I on him, that, and we're I just gonna. Cameron, I would think Cameron. What the, when during the periods when he's trying to get his wife pregnant. I think that part of the implicit understanding of the marriage is that, like she stays faithful during that. I think that has to be part of the marriage contract. Probably. <laughs> and, and, probably like, care about other well, and then this most recent episode, Daphne, when they're all at the beach, Daphne's like, oh, I'm going to go get a massage. And then she comes back and she's like, oh, my, my, uh, whatever, my masseur, masseur, he looked like Timothy Chalamet, except yeah, muscular. Who is that? Is that another blonde guy? I don't know. He's apparently. He, I don't I actually don't know what he looks like, but he's a name that I hear a lot now from from women. Uh, Chalamet. Chalamet. I don't know if he's like a rapper or a model. I literally. Like he's don't a know. French actor. Okay, Chalamet. So it's like spelled yeah. like French. He's C- a French uh, actor. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, he's got he's got like this curly blonde, uh, brownish hair. He looks like yeah, just like a curly like sort of like a uh, like looks like a kid almost. He's twenty six. Okay. Um, yeah, he looks. He actually doesn't look like what I, expect. I expected. Like a very built, like muscularly ripped guy. And this guy, cool. the Chalamet guy, is actually very uh, tiny. Actually, yeah. But uh, apparently, a lot of women find him strangely attractive or appealing for some reason. 
Yeah, I don't. I guess I'll look him up. And he wears like women's clothes. Okay, so he's like one of these guys, like Harry Styles. Like he wears this clothes that is like very sort of uh, androgynous. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I've seen this. I must have seen. Yes, yeah, so I thought her trainer. I thought she likes. So I thought they, so she her trainer. She likes like muscular guys. Well, she like, said that. She said he looks like Timothy Chalamet except muscular. Or oh, something except like, muscular. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. it is. It is. Uh, yeah, type interesting. But then she, so she, she, she said that, and then later when they went to dinner, she's like, "Wow, he, you know, he, that guy really threw out my back." And I think she was like, kind of implying that she wasn't just, uh, you know, she wasn't just receiving a massage from him. So you know, I, yeah, I don't think she's completely faithful in their I relationship. Don't think, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think. I think when they joke about it, I think yeah, I, when they joke about it, it's not real. When she says, you know, I want to touch my boobs, that's like well, that's the moment she doesn't cheat and she doesn't bring uh, up. I think that's. I think she's I, she's joking about it to make him think that she's playing it off. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think there's something there's something else going on. We may not get confirmation because I don't think it's a huge part of the plot. But yeah, my sense is like the way she was telling Harper about how she knew and how she's like, you know, you just got to do your own thing on the side and. Yeah, you know that's how I she deals. Yeah, with I don't it. think we're gonna get all the. We're not gonna find out about the kids' paternity. <laughs> no, 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 we're not gonna. Or, or even if Daphne's real, like we're not gonna see Daphne actually hook up with another guy. I don't yeah. think. I mean, we know she. she I, I don't think it's like a mystery. I, mean, I don't think it's yeah, a mystery. Yeah. She like it's here explicitly says, you know, basically explicitly says it. So yeah, that's um, that's interesting. Yeah. So what's gonna so what's gonna happen? So what's gonna happen with? Um, Cameron and Ethan. Yeah, I mean the cuck theory. Because the reason I go to it is because I think everything else is too simple. Oh, he's gay. That's too simple. He has a porn addiction. Okay, what's the payoff? He, he goes. He admits he breaks down. I have a porn addiction. <laughs> like no, I think the show wants to be more sophisticated than that, right? I think it wants to have something complex going on. Um, and yeah, that's you know that's what leads me there. I I I don't know what else sort of what else this guy's problem is basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was I going with that earlier? So, so the idea that I have is that a lot of the show seems to be about like not like people not just being honest with one another. So those two don't seem to be honest. Harper and Ethan seem don't super, seem to I be being super honest. honest. I mean, I, I you know, Daphne and Cameron. I think they all they they just understand. They have this arrangement which they don't want to make explicit, but like is there and. You know, yeah, I, they don't make it explicit, which is the thing. I think like they're they're sort of withholding, and, and I guess they're making it work, right? I guess that that could be a, a case where a relationship they can be, uh, they can keep things from one another, and and somehow they yeah they seem to make it work. Harper and Ethan, they're they're honest with each other about almost everything except this. So so maybe maybe okay, the, the, doesn't want to have sex with the, her. He doesn't want to be around sex. her. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the the idea is like concealing concealing honesty around sex, right? So so. Yeah, Daphne and Cameron are, are dishonest about their sex lives. Uh, so are Ethan and Harper. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, dishon- but they don't even say I'm faithful. They don't like sit there and like pretend like they. <laughs> okay, so no, I, I will. Yeah. I'll stop interrupting you about Daphne and Cameron. So then, and then, yeah, with Greg and Tanya, they are well. I guess with with their sex lives, they are kind of straightforward, but they're also keeping secrets from one another, right? Like Greg is in the bathroom whispering, and Tanya's wondering what's going on there. And I think like that, you know, we can get to that too about like, I think we have more evidence now that Greg yeah. is probably involved with whatever the plot is around Tanya and the gay guys. Uh, Portia and Albie, right? Like they're not being honest with each other either. Uh, and like, that, that's an interesting thing too. Like those two, 
you know, if if this was like a nicer like rom com style show, those two should have ended up with each other, and somehow they both ended up with like these kind of like gross sex workers. Right. Like, I think that's there's something there. I mean, it was really interesting because when they were both at the bar in the earlier episode uh, that you and I had discussed before, where Porsche's with with uh, um, Jack and they're making out and then Albie's making out with Lucia. And like they're both like in this like kind of subtle competition to make the other one jealous. They're literally both making out with like sex workers to make mm-hmm. someone, you know, who, who, who could have been a, a decent match for them jealous. Um, so that's sort of, I think like that would sort somewhat fit in, uh, but it's possible. Yeah. There's, there could, there could be something more complex going on. We only have one more episode to go though. I don't really know what could be like the, like the bombshell around Ethan that could reveal like why he and Harper's relationship is so screwed up. That's that's the only, that's the only theory left. Like that would have, yeah, that could be like the most sort of provocative and interesting one. Um, (laughs) I'm actually hoping for this because it would just be so, (laughs) it would be be creeping. it, It would be like, they're crossing over. Like this is a very online show. This is a show for people who like politics and who like Twitter and read the New Yorker and whatever. And this is like one step yet. Okay, they're into they're into the uh, into the into the cuckoldry sort of discourse. <laughs> they're, they're going into the frog. They're going into like frog Twitter rather than just being like normal Twitter. And it's not that it's not that these worlds are sort of permeable. These worlds are not completely separate. And I think that that, that would be like the natural like this, progression this, of like the, how the this show frog. works. Is Frog Twitter is are, are they well like I so think they were talking for politics. Well, right. no, it's not about Frog. It's, it's, it's so remember 2016 when yeah. Cock Conservative became like the big. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's it like it was like a like, replacement term for Rhino. I remember, yeah, yeah, but the uh, yeah, and and so the idea is like this is like uh, it's not about the frogs. It's not about the alt right. It's it's about um, it's it's just about like sort of going into edgier sort of Twitter and edgier political and social commentary. I think that's sort of the, that's, that would be sort of what they would be doing if they were doing this cuck thing. Okay. Yeah. I don't, well, how would that fit in? Because I like, guess there a discourse on Twitter about cuckoldry and this. Well, there's like, it's not like something people are talking about, but it's, it is like a thing that like very online people think about more than like non-online people. So like Cuckoldry. people understand that this is, has like a, so all these guys in the Trump, uh, in the Trump campaign, like Paul Manafort, I think it came out as like divorce was like, he wanted to be cocked. Like he was, you know, oh. he was what, uh, I, either swinging or cucking. I don't want to slander the man if it's just swinging, but let me see here. Uh, and and uh, Roger Stone also had a um, had a was a swinger, you know, in his earlier days. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, Manafort they said would watch. So this, actually, there's like it's ironic because Trump they were like you know, the Trump people were like these are the cucks over but there was like there was a lot of actual cucks like within the Trump orbit. <laughs> and so it's, so so there's something socially like this this thing is like a thing, and it's not a thing that I like or you like, I'm assuming, but it's like a thing that like has some kind of uh social or like political or intellectual relevance like the fact that this thing exists is like interesting and it's not explored that much but like this show would be sort of like breaking ground and like portraying it in like a drama i'm trying to think about why so yeah with with like would this intersect with politics at all i mean the politics of Ethan and Harper. Well, Harper, right? Harper is shown to be like your, you know, the liberal white woman meme. Yeah. And Ethan is kind of, I guess he's like, he seems like relatively apolitical, but like vaguely agrees with Harper, or at least pretends to. 
And then Cameron and Daphne are seen to be like the like completely apolitical. Oh, Ethan, it's not Ethan like Ethan, I think that's matters too. This is sort of the, the Asian male. It's uh, like our uh, Wesley Yang has like written about sort of being invisible and sort of, uh, uh, you know, less sexual, less sexual. Yeah, well, it's weird. Though, white, yeah. Bro. yeah but, but then well, that doesn't really, f- well, well, if he wants to be cuffed, it, would, it sort of would, it sort of would fit. It would be all like, he, but then that's uh, he, so he's seeking invisibility, I guess, or something in that yeah, case, right? Because in. because his wife actually does want him, and he's the one who doesn't want her. Yeah, yeah. So that's he's kind of the he's an Asian guy who made it, but is uncomfortable and needs to go back into <laughs> being invisible. I don't know. I don't know. I, We're not going to be that explicit with it, but the fact that he's Asian is interesting, right? Like, uh, yeah, I like this show because you know a lot of the shows would have made like. You know, it's amazing. There's like no black character. That's like so. That's like revolutionary for 2022. There's no black character in this show. That's amazing. Is there not? I guess you're right. Yeah, they would have. They at least like someone on the hotel staff. They would have had someone, right? They would have. Yeah, they doing it in Italy yeah. gave them yeah an excuse. They could have made. Yeah, I guess they could have made Porsche black or like half black or something, right? Or the gays. The gays are yeah, globetrotters international. They could have some you know studs in their in their posse. Yeah, or even even um, Jack himself, right? He could have been a black British boy. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, a lot of people could have been gay. It's uh, yeah, there's black yeah. people in the background at like the uh, in the. That like, is the really interesting. Show. I mean, I guess like well, the the show I think tried to make some kind of like subtle subtle commentary around race when Harper yeah told Ethan like oh we're their we're their white pre- passing friends right because they're both like you know Harper's half what Hispanic and yeah. Ethan's half. Asian, I think, assume, and yeah. so it's like you know they're 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 trying to pass or fit into this. That's what I, th- I thought that were going was like they're trying to pass into this like very rich white world or something, but they didn't really do anything with that. That is interesting. There's no black characters. I mean, even the last season, right? Belinda was the, mm-hmm. the worked for the hotel. She was the only black character there. Yeah, um, and that's, that's like fine. Like black people don't have to be like you know if you have like ten you know characters, like one doesn't have to be black. Like it's realistic that people's social circles are not you know racially diverse. So it's yeah. like you know it's but it's it's like a sign. Like you don't do that if you're not a liberal. Like you know it doesn't matter how you like a show. Like if you're a liberal, you make thirty percent of a black no matter what. It's just like you're you're you're. <laughs> you, to, you have to do this. Don't talk about you're it. Like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I guess the, the, well the, these shows are like you know I, I yeah someone could definitely make the argument that these are kind of yeah these are conservative shows somewhat right wing right like they're very just very honest about. You know the way that sex can overpower people and get them to do stupid things, and like they're very honest about like male and female sexuality and how, like even Harper's ambivalence towards Cameron, right? Like even if she loves Ethan, which it seems like she does, like when they're in conversation, like she's clearly distressed that her husband doesn't want her, but she's also very happy about the attention she's receiving from Cameron, right? Like that's a very honest. Harper is sort of upset. Do you think she's so? Here's a mystery about the thing. So if if something happened between Harper and Cameron, now it's clear that Cameron did tell her that like Ethan didn't do anything. And so if she went and did something with uh, uh, Cameron after she knew Ethan was innocent, if, you know, part of me, th- this is interesting. And part of me thinks that what's going on here is like, she sort of wants Ethan to have, at least show he's capable of cheating on her, like to show he can like be with like a red blooded woman, woman, like the fact that he's just like watching porn, and, like not having sex with anybody. It's sort of like, that's interesting too. And, and so, oh, she, right. so, so Ethan, she, so she, she watches porn. he's innocent. 
and she just throws herself at Cameron because you know what she's she's just sick of this guy. Like he's not having sex with her. He's not having sex with other women. Like, yeah. or weird. He's or he wants to be cucked or like whatever. Like there's something weird with him, and she just gives up on him and and has sex with Cameron. That's a good point, right? So so yeah, that that is interesting. So he likes porn, but he wouldn't have sex with the hookers. But he also won't have sex with his. I don't know. To me, this is sort of reconfirming my belief that this is actually just like just a sort of straightforward standard case of porn addiction. Uh, I mean, I've talked to young guys who who have told do me they, they have like these kind women? of problems. Does that make you not like you're addicted to porn, but do you not like women too? I think, I, I, no, no, no. Like I, guys tell me that they like, especially the guys who were like started watching porn, like from like the guy, like the, the younger generation from us, like guy, like eighteen, nineteen year olds who like from the time they hit puberty, from the before puberty, right? Like seven years old, they had a smartphone, they started watching porn. They never really had a conception of what sex was like outside of it, and so then like as soon as they 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 reached puberty. Like that's how they they associated sex with that screens and images and that kind of thing. So when they actually meet a real girl, it doesn't actually arouse them or excite them. Um, and so they actually like physically can't perform. Right. And so they just like retreat even further into their addiction. Um, now, if you actually, it's interesting because like there's anecdotal uh, stories of this everywhere, but then when you actually look at research, it's like very messy and inconsistent. But I, mm-hmm. I, I'm inclined to believe there's something going on here where like if that's all you've the, ever um, known, the Stuart Ritchie, um, uh, Stuart Ritchie uh, Substack that I shared in my in my Substack links one time on this. Did you oh, see this? One, uh, it was about uh, whether whether porn causes impotence. Oh, interesting. Like, no, I haven't read that one. Yeah, now, he, what did he say? He looked, well, he looked at the data that like people present, like the no fap November thing, and he said it's, it's mostly it does nonsense. It's not very good research. I mean, it's just activists and people complaining. Doesn't seem like there's there's a lot there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm skeptical that porn makes you not want real women, especially like a prostitute. I can understand like uh, maybe not wanting like the messiness and the annoyingness of like a relationship, but like a prostitute is basically like a porn, but like in the flesh. I mean, you could pay her and you could do what you want, right? So you have like this freedom with it. Um, so if like yeah. Ethan has this porn addiction, the fact that he wouldn't like prostitutes too is like, you know, sort of weird. And I don't yeah. know, if he's, is he even addicted to porn? Like we saw him watch porn, like in the first one Once. or two episodes. He's not like all yeah. day on his smartphone, like That's just true, looking at too. porn. He just happened. Like they're showing us he's not gay and he's not impotent. That's what I think they're showing us in like episode when he's looking at porn. Like it gives us that. And then like, you know, we haven't seen porn in like three episodes. We haven't seen him do anything with porn. Well, I still think there's more evidence for for the porn addiction than for the cuck cuck theory. There's almost nothing available for that besides like circumstance and some speculation. At least we did see him watch porn. Uh, so, yeah, but, but either one of those, I think one of those is more depressing in a way. So I think the porn addiction was just sad. Uh, the cuck one is more interesting, but also less evidence for it. Well, I, it's funny. Like the, the show could actually come up with something even more clever and something that could like totally circumvent either one of those and do something completely different. I think there's going to be a showdown, and then Cameron is going to be like, uh, uh, you know, and then Ethan will be like, "You stole all my women," and then Cameron is going to say the big reveal. Oh, come on, Ethan! You begged me to basically drop him to me with your wife. You went swimming while I was making the move. You were sending me every signal. That would be hilarious. I, so, I want. I or maybe they'll leave it ambiguous, but like Cameron will be like, "You wanted to cuck," and he'll be like, "No, I don't." And he like kills him or something, right? Like yeah. this. This would be better. This would show like genius on the, the on the part of the writers, where I think like <laughs> oh, he's just a poor addict. Like it's you know, it's it's not, that's not that 
I guess both of those things could be true too, though. Is like maybe one of his fetishes yeah. is like porn cuck fetish, you know. So he's trying to like you know merge those two things. Um, what did you, uh, <laughs> what did you think about the the big reveal around uh, you know Jack and his uncle? So and... okay, so this is so funny. Yeah, I I, I cracked up this scene. He's like he's like you know he's like uh, you know Portia, I gotta go do something for my uncle. And then you find like Tanya uh, locked in and he's uh, penetrating his his uncle on the on the bed. Now Tanya, the next episode says, I don't think he's his uncle. Now I don't know why. She like, do gays have incest taboos? Like, why would you have an incest taboo if you're gay? The whole point of incest taboos is um, reproduction. Is about like you are not because you're having you're going to have damaged offspring. So the incest taboo is like you grow up with somebody. You're you know evolutionary psychology. You know how this comes up, right? So like the idea that it would work in the same way for like homosexuals. I don't know if that's that's right. Like, why would you have why would you have incest taboos? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to make like it could still just be like a sort of uh, oh, there's a term for this, but you know what I mean? Like it could still just sort of remain like the, the Western Mark effect, right? Where you just are like naturally less attracted to people you grew up around and are familiar with from an early age. And this could also hold for gays too, right? Like gay men still have the sort of sexual preferences of straight men, you know, youth and uh, all of like the, the signs of like fertility, despite like young men not actually being fertile in the same way, they still, you know, like all of those things can still sort of carry over, and we still we can still have those inclinations, even if you're. Well, you first know. of all, an uncle an uncle is not. Yeah, you know, most people don't grow up in the same house as their uncle, so the uncle is an uncle is usually not. You know, an uncle is like I think that's more of a because a lot of cultures they marry. I mean, they have married between uncles and nieces and cousins. So this is like something that like society reinforces. It's not yeah, like yeah. the uncle is like siblings. So so, so uh, I mean, so then this reinforcement could also occur for for gays too, right? Okay. Because they're, they're you know they're yeah. But, you know, the whole thing is rejecting like the, you know, the bourgeois, you know, mora- sexual morality. I don't know why. The you other, but but actually, the, now that you bring this up, like, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I know gay guys. I have some gay friends. Like, I've never actually heard a whether, like, I actually don't know the, you know, the, the gay community's opinion on like having sex with the same sex family member. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible that, like maybe they're not like maybe it's actually not that t- but but in this specific context like it's they're they're actually not related right because like they're probably I, not yeah they're, they're, well, they're almost certainly not because you know we talked about this before i think but like the different accents like it just doesn't kind of fit right like it doesn't make sense it makes more sense that like jack is just like a very handsome good-looking young guy and he just calls this rich guy his uncle like almost like a sugar daddy arrangement um and just calls him uncle uh to keep things simple and I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's like a weird fetish around that too. Well, or to fool, I mean, to, not to keep things simple, to fool. I mean, to fool Tanya and them because they're they could be running. They seem like they're running some scam here. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's about fooling necessarily because I think you know uh, the uncle and Jack. They just like they they really are like well 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 the the uncle really just wants to have sex with Jack and just like yeah you know just call me uncle and I'll pay for your stuff and like. It's not really about fooling anyone. <laughs> I don't We're not fooling Tanya. And then, look, he's 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 there. I mean, look. So okay, so we'll talk, we'll talk about the you know, this sort of this sort of section of the show. And you know, so like, I, what's, it's becoming clearer that what, what's going on is this is some kind of scam. They 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 want something from Tanya, right? And like, they have to explain why that kid is there. And like, Uncle just makes it. Uh, you know, you know, it's sort of, it's just like, it makes it more normal. Like, you know, he's just like having, you know, sex with this younger guy, I think maybe would throw Tanya off. Like it would, it would hurt sort of this elegant sort of facade 
that you know Greg Greg has. Uh, and so, and like I think the other thing is he's supposed to take Portia and like keep her away, right? I think that that's the point. I think that's like he's like doing his own thing with her. Um, but yeah, this um, what would really be sad is if the 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 gay guy, the rich uncle. Uh, you know, initially the whole plan was for Jack to come on board to distract Portia. And then he was like, by the way, what if I pay you a lot of money? Will you penetrate me? Like that was like an afterthought. Like that actually wasn't who he, he the whole plan was, you know, he he's not actually gay. He's not interested. And he's just like, you know, he found the money appealing. And that, well, they and, had, they that would be. Yeah, they had well, they uh, they had this like sort of this gay guy uh, being gay against his will in the first season with the uh, with the kid and with Armand. Um, oh, the employee. Well, that wasn't yes. against his will, you know. I mean, like he doesn't a... seem like he was. It seemed like you know, he just wanted to have better shifts, I guess, or, or whatever. It seemed like he was like you know coercing. So the so I don't know. Did we talk about how the 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 guy who writes this show named Michael something? What's his Mike name? White? Yeah, Mike White. He he's supposedly bisexual um, mm-hmm. and a classical liberal. I think I read somewhere. I mean, that means evil right winger. You know that, right? That's code word. Classical yeah, liberal. Yeah, I mean, and and, and bisexual right. classical liberal. Like you know, he probably loves to bisexual, read. Bisexual classical liberal. <laughs> like if there's any writer who reads, it's probably if you're a bisexual classical liberal. Yeah, you probably yeah yeah yeah. That's, that's, that, 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 that's like that's that's the target demo. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. He might, we might, he might, you know, get be on Colette's mailing list or something. He might have, he might come across this, you know. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, so it's interesting that he has like, um, you know, the bisexual uh, is an unusual male perspective, and not a lot, not a lot of men call themselves bisexual. Um, are there? Have we seen bisexual characters yet? People who are well, clearly- Jack, right? Jack is. Jack, the- right. Jack. He's a bisexual character. Um, yeah, the, the you know the, all the prostitutes. It's funny you call them sex workers. I, I see that's a, such a politically correct term. I've never, I don't think I've ever said sex worker. Well, you know, I use that term like in a gender neutral way because I'm referring to Jack too. Because it just feels weird to call him a pro. I don't know. There's something weird about calling a man a prostitute. Yeah, it's like I, I, sex would, I, would, I would say he's just his. Um, in the gay context, I would just say that's a boyfriend. I would just say that's an arrangement. I mean, basically, an arrangement. Yeah, you could say it's a, you know. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I think, but like, sex worker is just something I, I associated with. Like liberals trying to unionize like prostitutes and and start protesting. Sex workers of the world unite. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's a what? Well, there was that term gigolo, but no one really uses that term anymore either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, he, I mean, he does have sex with his uncle for money or not even his, just this older man who he calls uncle. There's something gross about that too, right? Because that same night, the implication was that he went and banged this dude, went back with Portia and then they had sex and like, did he, did he shower? Did he, does he use, like, dude, gay guys don't, I mean, they probably, many of them, I don't know all of them, but like in many yeah. cases, there's not, not protection. There's not a lot of like contraceptives. These aren't really concerns of many people. And yeah. so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, and Portia has no, like, was Tanya, do you think Tanya was obligated to tell her like, Hey, I just saw your guy that you're hooking up with, have sex with this guy. He calls yeah, him like, should, should, know, should she have told? It's in Tanya's character that she should, that she wouldn't. Like it makes sense. And, like she would, she avoids like unpleasant <laughs> things. But you know what? And it's so weird because uh, Tanya was like sort of like a terrible boss and terrible to Portia the whole time. But then like when it comes to her boyfriend, 
uh, Jack, she was never like, oh, don't do this. She was like encouraging. So it's like the first thing she was like encouraging with her on or like nice to her about like, oh, you, you, you like that boy. Uh, how, how, how nice and how cute and becomes like sort of motherly and tries to give her advice. Um, but then like, yeah, it makes sense that like Tanya is the kind who would avoid uncomfortable conversations. So she would hint at, hint at it and not uh, tell her. I think that Tanya also sense. seems to be having a good time, right? With oh, all these yeah. guys. And, it's gonna, and, and she doesn't want to. Yeah, she doesn't want to ruin it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So morally obliged. Yeah. Probably. I mean. Yeah. Definitely. I think. But. <laughs> but. But for her own self interest, <laughs> she decided to keep it. So. So here's what I think is going on. I think Greg. The. Um, so. So I don't. I can't remember what we talked about last time. But. But I think that Greg. Uh, knows the the uncle. You know. What's this? What's this guy's name? Uh, who's Gre- who's Greg again? Oh, the BLM guy. Yeah, the BLM guy, Tanya's Tanya's husband now. But I'm who starting, is? I'm starting to think that that guy doesn't. That Greg is. I'm starting to think Greg is like not really relevant here. I, I think Quentin. That they, yeah, Quentin uh, is the British guy's name, the older, rich British man. Okay. So I think Quentin knows Greg. Uh, so Quentin told um, Tanya a story uh, a few episodes back, saying like, "I knew this American man or this this cowboy and <laughs> fell in love, but he turned out to be heterosexual." And she wanted to be straight. I think that's Greg. What? So, what? Yeah, yeah. When she looks at those pictures, is, is one of those people Greg? Is, it's hard to that... tell because they're young. It's hard to tell because they look oh. young. But I think one of them might be Greg. I did um, not think of that. And so I think Greg and Quentin, you know, maybe they're friends and like they never, you know, they never got together. But Quentin still, you know, oh. longs for Greg's affections or something. And so he's agreed to set Tanya up. I don't actually think that um i don't know i i am not even yeah i'm not sure if the quentin and his you know his gay companions are going to kill tanya but at the least i think they're going to set her up to uh be caught cheating right so like they set tanya up with this really handsome young italian guy right he like shows up in his you know uh completely like he shows up at tanya's doorstep completely naked uncircumcised penis and all oh yeah i paused and zoomed in and made sure <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and uh and um and so yeah and they're like you know at the end of the the most recent episode they're about to have sex and i think that there's probably like a camera or something in there so mm-hmm. that so that greg can use this to 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 divorce and like probably uh i think they have a prenup but but yeah. if, if she if she commits infidelity i think he's entitled to some amount of money if it's her fault if it's due to this is what i thought the point marital, of the point of a prenup was no i thought that the, the point of prenup was like it's I, supposed to be iron clad but yeah we yeah they talked think, about that right i yeah. think there there can be some stipulations there if like the yeah one of them is unfaithful well if yeah anyway so i think like basically they're going to blackmail her or something uh either way uh yeah. into into paying some amount of money to greg and possibly quentin and that's at least that's their plan. Things could go, you know, things could go wrong and like, cause some bodies end up in the ocean. So something could go wrong there. But I think that's the, that was Greg's plan. Greg doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would want to kill his wife, but he seems like the kind of guy who might like, you know, be, do something sleazy like this to get oh, money. It would, be, it would be an interesting coincidence if Greg happened to know these guys who happen to be good, uh, you know, well positioned to do something like this. How many people like own a, you know, an old palace in some island in, in the Mediterranean um, and travel around with gay guys, you know, so, like, that would imply, if Greg and Quentin know each other, that I would think that Greg was scamming Tanya uh, from the yeah. start. Like, before, like, when, like just meeting her, like, that whole romance in season one was just a scam to eventually get this woman's money. 
Hmm. I don't think that was the scam all along, but since then, like since Greg got to know her, um, and after, and, and maybe after she made him sign the prenup that irritated him enough. And she is like hard to be around, right? Like you can kind of see like when they're together, he's not very happy. Yeah. With her. Right. So maybe because like in, in the first season, they were actually pretty happy. And I think like since then he's kind of grown tired of her and wants to divorce <laughs> and wants some of her money. And also yeah. Quentin, right? Quentin needs money too. Jack, Jack uh, alludes to this with Portia that they're, yeah, they have this house and this yacht and everything, but they actually don't have that much cash, but they're going to come into some money soon. Yeah. I thought um, that was a little bit, I mean, I know, I know Jack was drunk, but I mean, that was a little bit too, like he's heavily hinting that like what they're doing, which I think was not very, it wasn't really believable. I think. Yeah, well, he seemed to want to tell her. I think part of him wanted to tell Portia, but he, because he, because he would also, you know, he's also saying like, you know, I was in a hole. Uh, you you talk about how bad you have it, but you don't know how good you have it. And he, and he was like trying to, you know, tell her, but you know, some part of him was was withholding. And Portia suspected something, right? She was asking him questions and trying to figure out what was going on. Um. So I think both of them, you know, they had their ulterior motives and their agendas. Wait, so what, but why does Jack want to tell her for what? I think he just maybe feels guilty or feels, uh, yeah, maybe he just feels close to her because they've been spending a lot of time together. I don't think Jack is actually particularly loyal to uh, Quentin and the other guys. I think he's sounds just like there. He was. It sounds like he, oh, he pulled me out of the hole. He sounded like he was like, just like so grateful to have this. I, I don't know if he was grateful. I think he's just like, you know, they're, they gave the, he was in a bad spot. They pulled him out. They're giving him money, but he's also like, I don't know. He seems to have a good time around Portia too. Maybe he likes her in his own way. So. so the um, so here's what makes him a Andrew the writers an Andrew Sullivan reader is you remember that scene where she's like complaining I don't know like I, this is not like something Andrew Sullivan like explicitly argues but something that I think Andrew Sullivan would like like just based on you know knowing him and his writing um, you know he's like uh, she's like oh you know the world is so messed up and yeah, like yeah. you know Daphne and Cameron they he's like oh well mate you know I don't know if this is like too intelligent for like you know this is too intelligent for like a uh, you know a uh, you know a male prostitute who just parties all the time but it's, it's funny he's like oh no bur-, you know middle ages they were burning each other alive this is the best time ever to be so it's like stephen pinker's like another guy like uh, you know bisexual classical liberal would would read um <laughs> like this was like taken straight from like uh pinkers you know the better angels of our nature and like no no no, no. those those i yeah, richard you'd be surprised those ideas trickle out right like basically you know pinker writes a no, book i'm not i'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not being sarcastic yeah. I, I think he could have actually read the pinker books oh, yeah, i don't yeah, think yeah, it has yeah. to be even trickle i mean i don't know why he you know he's, he's a yeah, famous yeah, guy yeah, yeah. So. Well, I I'm skeptical that's that someone like that would read Pinker's. Oh, book, I was talking about the I was talking about the writer. Yeah, oh, you're no, right. no, 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 no. I'm talking about so so Jack Jack the character would not read yeah. Pinker's book, but he yeah. would like he would listen to a podcast right oh, where someone yeah. references that idea right. Right. right or like hear a snippet on YouTube like a like like Joe Rogan right he'd listen to a Joe Rogan episode where someone brings that idea like Rogan might say something like that actually yeah. Rogan would say this is the best time in the world and. You know, and then yeah. this, this, you know, this dude would listen to it and be like, "Oh, that makes yeah. sense." Trickle down ideas, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that makes sense, and that was—I thought that was like an interesting seed, right? Because, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like a classical liberal type would, you know, they they would they would you know experience some amount of glee at seeing like this very privileged Gen Z American girl who's like clearly lived a, a, a you know yeah. a very fortunate life, and then you have this like downtrodden male you know, prostitute, sex worker, this guy who's clearly had like a rougher life than her, tell her like, mm-hmm. you know, stop, stop complaining. 
Yeah, Rob, you know, I always, I always, I usually think of the names of these podcasts after we're done, but I, it just popped into my head what the name of this podcast would be. I think it will be like uh, Bisexual Classical Liberalism. Bisexual. We're, just, we're just exploring the worldview uh, of the bisexual classical liberal. No, no, I I don't have to worry anymore, Richard, when you name our conversation. You know, I used to worry because, like, I was still trying to finish my PhD at Cambridge. And when you and I were doing the Dahmer series, you know, one of them, you said something like, you know, Rob and I are are reviewing the Dahmer series. It's about a gay white guy who kills and eats black men. So there will be lots to talk about. And, I, you know, I was like, do I retweet this or not? Like, oh, God, you know, because oh, I, I, still, I still had to impress my department here. But now now that it's over, I can, uh, you know, I can breathe a little bit more freely. Um I- yeah, gay, classical, bisexual, liberal, yeah, or classical, liberal, bisexual, bisexual, <laughs> classical, the, you know, something like that. I think it's going to be something like that because I think we cuck, have. Cuck. Um, well, what about the cuck thing? Cucks and bisexuals, and you know, well, bisexual. Yeah, I think there, there's, um, you know, they would be aware of cuckoldry and they would be interested. In, a bisexual, classical, liberal is a very curious person. They like mm. ideas. They like different kinds of sex. They would know. They might not be cucks themselves, but they would know about cuckoldry and like have an opinion yeah, on yeah. it. And, like a lot. Where did you where did you hear that Mike White is a classical liberal? Where did he like was that on Wikipedia or uh I Googled it. I mean it might have been on Wikipedia. I don't think I read. Let me see here. Uh oh you should I never looked at this guy's face until now. Let me see here. Yeah, he looks like he looks like a bisexual classical liberal. I mean, he actually he just he just looks <laughs> like a gay. Bias. He, looks, he looks like a gay liberal. He just looks like yeah. A oh yeah, liberal. he looks like um, who's that guy? Dan Savage. He looks kind of like that guy. Yeah, he's a gay commentator. Um, right, the, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Where did I read? I, I I wouldn't have like thought that up without like a good reason. Um, well, I must, I'm just gonna Google Mike White Mike classical White liberal. Politics. Yeah, don't uh, let's see politics. Political views, white lotus. Yeah, if, if he's not, a, if uh, if I just sort of thought this up, and this is, this is not my, we're gonna have to change the name. <laughs> did you just did you make this up? Make this up and attribute of you to him. Just, uh, I mean, that makes the most sense to me. That he he wouldn't. I don't think you can be woke and make this kind of show. But you're also like, you know, there's just so, so few conservatives who work in Hollywood. So classical liberal would make the most sense for someone who you know critiques wokeness and makes interesting shows so yeah yeah now that I, makes I sense can't... well yeah I well find... I, if you if you do find it that would be a funny that would be a funny title for this um okay. yeah hold on let me i'm really desperate to find it now i don't want to i don't want to um I don't want to be wrong about this because it's such a great title, but yeah, I'll look at it. I'll, I'll take the time looking at that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure I read it. I wouldn't just make it up out of, out of nowhere, but I've got to, I've got to confirm uh, before we do that. Um, yeah, it's a very know. honest, it's a very honest show, right? Well, I was just gonna, so, so like when uh, there was a scene between Cameron and Daphne and the couples where Daphne makes this interesting point where, well, she, she makes this comment. It's, it's, it's a sort of a cliched remark where she says, uh, you know, when you're young, you, you sow your, you sow your oats when you're young and you get it out of your system. And then Cameron actually has a, makes this analogy I've never heard before, but I think it's, it's more astute and more accurate. This show has like, you know, they, they have these lines here that are, that are where Cameron says, um, you know, it's, it's more like food where you gorge yourself on food and you swear you'll never eat another bite. And then a few days later, you're hungry again. Right. And I think that is actually more uh, consistent with male sexuality. Right. It's not like, oh, when I'm, you know, my teens and early 20s, I'll just have some fun. And then when I'm older, I'll just settle down. Um, I think 
really it's it's more like yeah it's more like food and guys just have to learn to regulate their appetite if they want to be in a long-term relationship and Cameron just hasn't really learned to do that and then Ethan is well we don't know what's going on with Ethan but generously well you see this with the DeGrasso family right with uh, the two older men at least the uh, Bert and Dominic right like they both are unfaithful serially unfaithful to their wives and Albie's trying to break the cycle, but I think Albie's going to be disabused. I'll tell you my theory between uh, Albie and, and Lucia, uh, but if you want to, if you want to jump in and say something about this, first. Oh, I think I was going to tell you my theory, and I think we might have um, we might have the uh, uh, we might have Plus. the same theory. Um, okay. I'm guessing it's probably not you know that that hard to see. Um, Sorry, I just I'm just so obsessed with the, this idea of him being a classical liberal that I can't stop searching. But I will I will I will cut myself off from, from doing that anymore for the rest of the show. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me your tell me your. Uh, oh, by oh, the way, uh, let me, actually, let me say the, um, the yeah. when you say uh, uh, this idea of like oh you know you can't sow your wild oats. I remember uh, the first time I heard somebody say that, or maybe one of the first time it was like Bill Maher in like the 1990s. I used to watch his show Politically Incorrect. It was actually yeah. politically incorrect. I mean, it was like you know he's become sort of boring. So you could say more stuff back then. Uh, I was like oh. Like saying like I'm gonna get it out of my system. It's like okay, I've had I'm I'm done eating. Now I'm just gonna have toast for the rest of my life. He's like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Uh, so that's uh, like Bill Maher, like Andrew Sullivan, yeah. Steve Picker, like that, yeah. you know, these would be like the the influence well, of this. And and those guys. Well, I don't, I don't know that much about Andrew Sullivan's like romantic life, but I do know that Bill Maher has never been married, and I know Pinker's been married and divorced multiple times. So that okay, means been married uh, multiple times. Know, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Pinker's on is like well, I don't know if he's married. I, wanted, I know he's had. A at least two divorces, at least according to Wikipedia. Um, so that makes sense, right? If you're a, uh, you know, a 50 something year old classical liberal, uh, you, and you have those views about relationships, you know, you might have a divorce or two under your belt. You may have a few, uh, yeah, you know, a few romantic indiscretions yeah, yeah. Or, or just never get married, right? It'd be do, like Bill Maher, like permanent playboy bachelor. Yeah. Um, Sullivan got caught once, um, like when he was like early days of blogging, he was uh, uh, he was putting sex ads like to have you know sex with men, right? Um, okay. I don't know if he ever got me. I don't think he got married. Yeah, uh, I don't think he had a gay marriage. But yeah, I mean, what, I mean, that's like the norm. You know, that's what you'd expect for gay men to be. You know, promiscuous. That's just like sort of the, the baseline. If you're not, I mean, that's something actually something strange. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so tell me your theory of Lucia. I want to. I want to. I wanna, I, I'm pretty well, sure. Well, well, I mean, it's it's, it's true for for men too, right? Like if dude, like if there were prostitutes that looked like Lucia and Mia, like just just hanging around, like I think very few very few men would be faithful, right? Um, yeah. And so so the the DeGrasso men, like the older generation, like that is like a realistic like. And Dominic doesn't like it, right? Like you can tell, like he actually hates himself. When he like he he loves his wife, he's calling her, he's trying to make amends, and it's happened multiple times. And he tells Lucia, like, I need you to stay away from me because like you're you're ruining my life, you're ruining my marriage. Yeah. And then she shows up again, and like a, like if you're a heterosexual man and you see someone who looks like that who's at your doorstep, like zero, only very few men will have the strength to turn them away, right? And so, so my theory, okay, so Albi and Lucia are ostensibly drifting into some kind of a romantic relationship. Lucia tells him, you know, he, she said something like, you know, I wish all men were like you. Uh, there are these scenes where they're walking together and then her, you know, her supposed pimp anyway, this guy, Alessio, Alessio, I don't know how to pronounce his name, is like following them, stalking them. And he's like, who's that guy? Oh, that's Alessio. I, I owe him money and he's a jerk and blah, blah. And then in the most recent episode, he like follows them 
right? But there was an interesting scene where right before the DeGrassos are going to go to this this neighborhood to like track their uh, you know their family lineage or something, mm-hmm. uh, Albie hires Lucia to be their translator. Yeah. And she says something to the bellhop. She like says something to the hotel bellhop as they're walking away. And one of them says like, Oh, do you know him? She, and she make she, it sounds like a, a lie to me where she says like, Oh, he's the brother of my friend. Yeah, like, there's no way that's true. The bellhop is, I, I don't remember this. She says she's the bellhop is the brother of my friend. Yeah. Yeah. As they're, as mm. like, she's, as she's about to enter the car and they're about to drive away, she says something to him. And uh, I think it's Dominic. Uh, said, you know, asks like, oh, you know him or something like that. Or it might have been Albie who said, oh, do you know him? And she said, oh, he's the brother of, oh, yeah, he's the brother of my friend. And, and it was a kind of a throwaway scene. But then later, Alessio is following them. And I think probably what happened is like, she tells the bellhop, like, hey, if someone comes looking for me, if someone comes looking for Lucia, just say that, like, we're driving in this direction. So she's giving the guy instructions for Alessio to follow them. It's not like Alessio is tracking them. She's helping him. And so my theory is that uh, Lucia, Wait, say that again. Say that again. What was what was the what was the part? So she, the bellhop, they go. They're they're driving, and then what? Who's giving? Who's she giving directions to? So she told the bellhop, "Hey, yeah. if a, if a guy comes here looking for me, a guy Tell comes me. asking for Lucia, say that we're we're driving in this direction on this road." Mm-hmm. And so basically, she's working. So so she wants Alessio to know where they're going. So yes, follow yes. them. So this, the, the, there's a scam, basically, I think, is that she's running, where she is going to trick Albie into saying, like, hey, I owe Alessio, you know, uh, $50,000 or 100,000 yeah, euros or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if I pay off my debt, then we can be together and I can come with you to California. We can go to America and live together. And then he's going to get her the money and then she's just going to, like, split it with Alessio. And then, you know, that's just like a scam that she runs with and really he- rich, naive, young, you know, yes. young guys. So yeah. I think that's what's probably happening. I, I just don't buy that she's like really. In, I don't buy that she's in love. Yeah, and yeah. Albie is like naive, and you know he he wants to, you know he wants to believe that the world is a certain way, and he doesn't want to be a misogynist and believe that women are capable of evil. But then there's that scene where all three of the DeGrasso men are at dinner, and Bert says, you know, women are just like us, basically saying like. You know, they're not like special, innocent, whatever. Like they're capable of treachery, just like men are. And I think that's probably what's happening. Is she's partnering with this guy? I don't even know if he's her pimp, honestly. Like he may just be like a guy who, like, he's she's she's like you know working with to pretend yeah. in order to get money. It doesn't sound like it doesn't seem like they need a pimp. I mean, it seems like they've got their the business sort of handled on their. Did uh did Dominic go through a pimp? I don't know. Like it doesn't seem like it. It seems like they're pretty good at yeah. Do, I don't think he's actually a pimp because he also just looks kind of. I don't know. He looks kind of young, and he looks like an extra from like Greece or something. Like this, just like this, like hood, like trying to be tough. Uh, Yeah, he doesn't look like a scary guy. Like if you're a a, a pimp who uh, in in Sicily who has women who look like Mia and Lucia working for you, you don't look like a like a like a handsome extra from Greece. You probably look like Tony Soprano, right? Like you probably look scarier than that. So I just don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really buy that. I think it's just it's 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 a sort of a, 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 a. a prank or not a prank, but a, but a, but a, basically yeah. an elaborate scam. A ruse. I love I love this. I love this because yeah, because it, it, I thought it was very uh, you know hinted very heavily at this when they were talking. They were by the beach, and uh, she was like, uh, uh, you know, like 
you know, he asked her specifically, how much would you need? He's like, she's like, he says he owes, you know, I owe him money. And he's like, how much would you need to be free? And like, cause she's smart. She doesn't say like right then and there, oh, $120,000. She doesn't say that. Right. She just says, uh, it's not, it's not your problem. Right. She's noble. She wants him to feel like a savior. Right. Like she wants him to offer. Yes. 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 And she has it, you know, then she could say any number she wants. Yeah, so he's you know she's making him think it's she, she's making him think it's his idea to uh you know free her right so it's like so obvious it's like oh you know it needs a lot of money to be free you know it's like you know she's not like uh it's not like oh the pimp wants to control me no matter what it's like if I pay him he'll leave me alone and it's like okay like so it's telling the Albi, it's like telling uh you know uh, Albi that like all he has to do is get his hands on somebody. Um, and so, yes, I think we're right. And this, this changes like how you interpret the rest of the show because earlier in the show, you saw, uh, Lucia and, uh, Mia talking to each other. And Lucia's like, I met this American. He's naive. He's very nice. He's not like other, and like you're thinking, oh, she's in love at the time. But you look back and like, oh, he's the perfect mark, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, it, it, you see it in a whole new light when you understand that that's, you know, possibly going to happen and it would be great i mean it's a twist on this hookers with the heart of gold thing that we talked about earlier because there's you know that's they're leading us into this trap albie is in this trap too um where he like you know he just thinks they're victims they're trafficked they're, you know they're, they're not just like whores who are just like what money they're just like oh you know they're vi- they're victims so you know female victims and you know and then we the viewer are like maybe we're not as liberal as albie but we're like uh you know uh, we're uh you know we like this hooker with a heart of gold sort of heartwarming story um and yeah it's not gonna be either of that they're gonna be they're gonna be criminals who who, who rob the guy they thinking about the dead now hmm that could be the three generations of the uh, DeGracio men. You think? Oh, well, who? How would this work then? That the, the hookers have them killed? I don't know. Like they, I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly how, but they they get or the Alessio, money. Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe, possibly. Unless yeah, really they get it. the money. They get the money, or Albi has to like do so. He has to like rob his because he Albi doesn't have uh, himself. You know, he asks his dad for money at some point. He doesn't have like whatever the money would take. So. They have him rob his grandpa and dad and then kill them all or, or something like that. They're like, you know, they're like, you know, it's something. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you could, you could, you could imagine it. Um, I mean, it would be I, like, I'm, I'm just thinking like, if, yeah, if somehow Albie is the one to get killed, like if Ethan kills Albie. Because because that would actually make more sense. Why would Ethan right? kill, kill Albie? So, so if Albie's the one, like like if the hookers tell um, Albie, like, hey, those guys owe us money, and that will help me pay off Alessio. So can you get the money from him plus the money we need from you? Something like that, right? So he's the one who sneaks in to Cameron and Daphne's room, doesn't find the money, and then like for whatever reason sneaks into the other room, and then he's the one who gets killed yeah. by Ethan. Well, I think they <laughs> say they say he yeah, owes. Right. Well, they say he owes like twelve hundred or something, uh, and it's like, well, it's like you know, that's not going to make probably not. I think that's too small to to get LB to rob somebody for. I don't think that's going to be a huge portion. I think it's going to be bigger money than that. Well, it may not be about the money. This at this point, like LB may just feel sorry for them. You know, like he's like, oh, by the, you know, we we need this money, or like, by the way, so and so owes us, and he hasn't paid us. Can you go into his room and get the money for us? Because um, they're hookers, right? Like you know, even if they're getting a large sum of money, the twelve hundred bucks is still like you know they're still going to want that money if they can get if they can trick some poor boy into stealing it for them, um, or getting it back for them. So it's yeah, Albie might be on the list. 
you know, for, I, I just think something's going to happen, right? Like that's uh whatever checkoffs, double doors or something like those doors mean something. Something's going to happen there where someone's going to cross that threshold and get killed. Like that's at least one person. So uh, yeah. Huh. I don't, yeah, the doors, the doors are somebody, I don't, I don't think necessarily you have to, it has to be the doors, you know, how you end up with bodies in the ocean. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. It could, also be killings in, like, it could also be multiple killings, right? Where like one person's killed there and then like a whole separate unrelated incident with Tanya and the gay guys or, or the DeGrasso men or something, something else happens later on that leads them all to die. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two two more things. First of all, the um the when they let her get kidnapped, Lucia, like uh that was funny because the you know uh I'll be it's interesting, right? She's like, oh, I'll go with funny. him. I have to go with him. Yeah. Okay. Don't let me ruin your day. Uh and then uh Bert is the only like the he almost like goes and like stands up because he's like the old man. So like to him, like, you know, he has this sort of old fashioned morality where he'll he'll actually like stand up to the girl and not just take her word for it that, you know, uh she wants to go along. So that was interesting. I don't know if there's much to say. Oh, but the family reunion I thought was interesting. And you know what? I think it's there's a commentary here because he you know, Dominic is like, I could have grown up here, and like uh Bert is like, Oh, you would have you would have never stayed here. You know, this place is sort of for losers. But then they go to like the uh, the family house, and those people are just like sad. You know, they're just sort of scared and like you know isolated, and they don't want to. It looks like the mother has like Alzheimer's. You know, uh, Bert's cousin, um, and she just chases them off. And it's sort of like the idea. It's like you know, this is another bisexual classical liberalism. It's like the idea that like we romanticize like the old country, but like it's actually where like all the sad people who like are bad at life like stayed behind, and like well, you're going there looking for something, and it's like you're not going to find it. There's just nothing interesting there. Yeah, yeah. I thought that it was just uh, yeah. Well, there's this sort of disappointment that comes along with that. That was an interesting one, but I also thought that that scene may have been a commentary on the um, like the. So when they first drove up there, one of the women on the porch like says like oh there were some men here, and then the woman inside I don't know who she like the the, the mother the matriarch she shouts out like why do we need men what are men here for it's like literally all women right there were two older women on the porch and then one uh, old woman on the on the inside who who chases them away, and like I think they have all probably been burned by men in some way. Because as they chase them away, the old lady is like, she's saying like, I don't want your kind around here. Like, I curse your kind. I'll throw this, uh, you know, this onion at your head. Like, yeah. it seems like they actually it was an artichoke. Like very much. Oh, was it an artichoke? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and she, it, basically, it seems like none of these women are very fond of men. And perhaps they themselves have been mistreated or have been cheated on or something leading them to think like, you know, these, oh, and it could be both. It could be both. It could be, you know, the sort of the, the, the mismatch between what you expect it'll be like versus what it actually is. And then also this commentary on like, these guys have sort of wrecked relationships with women and it sort of transcends, right? Cause like, these are supposed to be their, their cousins. Right. So yeah, yeah, I thought there was something there as well. It was just odd to me. There were three older women, and they, they clearly didn't like men. I didn't think it was about men. I, I think it was just, I, yeah, I, I didn't get that. I, you know, I think that that interpretation, that, like they're just burned by men, so they want to live together as women. I don't think that's like how it works in like a traditional, like backwards sort of country. Um, I think it was just like they were 
like you know they had nothing going they were just older and had nothing going on and she she has alzheimer's like men like who are these men like get out of here it was just like anybody just like get out of here um i think they were just like it was supposed to be like this is sort of like deliverance it's like these backwoods people who are like very weird um and just don't like anybody who's out who's an outsider i don't know i don't know if it was anything about men specifically. i think it was though i mean the show keeps highlighting how dominic has uh, been you know serially unfaithful to his wife and how that's sort of breaking the family apart. And then Bert, you know, they, like I don't know, the show keeps just sort of underlining repeatedly how both of these two guys have been unfaithful and how this has sort of undermined their families and how Albie is trying so hard to to break away from that. And yeah, so I think they they may have been trying to combine both of those two messages at once, like the. This sort of like the, this homecoming thing too, like like what Bert said later on when they're at dinner. Bert said something like, uh, "You know, you think you're gonna th- there's gonna be a homecoming and the warm embrace of a woman, and you don't get it." And then he like you know he's kind of teary eyed. He's like, "I'm gonna go to the lounge. I'm not hungry." And I thought that that in itself was sort of a, a, a commentary on how like if you are what a bad family man, you don't get to go have the warm homecoming. You don't get to have the warm embrace of a woman, especially when you've been mistreating so many of them your whole life. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think this is. The, I don't think this is bisexual liberalism. <laughs> I, I, think the, I think bisexual liberalism is like too accepting of male and human nature to to hold oh, anything. No, no, it's too accepting, right? Like I think it's very honest about male sexuality, but it's also honest about the cost that it inflicts too, and the consequences and the penalties associated, right? Like you don't get like you 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 know men can be that way. That's how they are. But then also there's all these sort of side you effects. Homecoming. It's not like their fault that like. You know, it's not that these, uh, you know, these people in Sicily, they've never met. I don't know. It, it's, it's, I think it's, you know, the I think, causation, I think, the causation is not very strong between what they did and not getting home. It's like symbolic, maybe. I don't I know. I think it's, a, yeah, yeah, that's what I, I think it's symbolic. And I think like there's a, yeah, there's just a sort of a general undercurrent here about like the effects of infidelity. Um, because, you know, they're also, you know, that's also a sort of undercurrent between the, the, the two younger couples too and what's going on there. But uh, yeah, anything else we should we should touch on in these last two episodes? Uh, one more, yeah, one more thing, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Oh, oh the books. Right. We always like talking about books. Did you see the the uh, the book in this uh, week's episode? So, so I I know that Cameron went up to his room to to get a book. You know, to, to, depending on if that was his actual original motivation, I don't know. But what, was that the book you're you're describing? Yeah, yeah. You oh, didn't zoom, you didn't zoom in on that one. Just that's I just for yeah. uh, no, 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 no. I, I just just uncircumcised dicks, <laughs> not, not books. What what was this one? Uh, I looked it up. It's uh, it's called God Fishing, and so it's by Anthony Bourdain. Okay, well, what's the uh, significance there? Do you think? Um, what do you think? I mean, I, I think it's just like, you know, they have these, like, you know, the books always mean something. So you had those two girls in the season one, they had like Freud and I don't know, uh, some French philosopher. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And then they had, um, and they had Malcolm Gladwell for like the nit, the midwit, like the uh, Cornell <laughs> douchebag. And then like, I think, and then they had Al, Al, uh, Al be reading that, you know, postmodern gibberish, um, a couple episodes ago. Gone Fishing oh, by is- Anthony Masters? Oh, it's not Bourdain? Did I? I? I don't know. Well, there's a book called Gone Fishing by Anthony Masters. Is there a book called Gone Fishing by... No, that's Gone Fish... Wait a minute, let me see here. So what's the uh, book called? Gone Fishing? Yeah. Book. Gone Let's fishing. see. There's no Anthony Bourdain Gone Fishing that I can see. How did I... Where did I find this? Okay. Uh... Born fishing? Let me see. Anthony Born Bourdain fish. books. Let me just look. This I'm just up. gonna look up fishing. Anthony Bourdain uh, book. Oh, Gone Bamboo. Okay, it's not Gone, gone Bamboo. 
What, what, <laughs> okay, God Bamboo. Okay, I don't know why I thought it was God Fishing, but yeah, I did look it up at the time about God Bamboo White Lotus. So yeah, that's what I saw. Uh, so and so, it so it's a, a sequel to yeah. Right. So I think this is like sort of the same uh, line as like uh, Gladwell. I think it's sort of like that. Bourdain is even more sort of. I don't know. At least he went the the at least the douchebag. What's his name in the first season? Uh, the name of the douchebag or the yeah, I don't remember his name. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I know, yeah. the Cornell guy. Yeah, so yeah. he's like a little. You know, he at least went to Cornell. So I guess Gladwell is a. Uh, you know, I don't have anything against reading Gladwell, but it's like um, so he reads that, and then it's like, a very. It's sort of like an airport book, right? Like an airport sort of pop science-y. This yeah. one is. This one just looks like a. It's a fiction book. Henry and his uh, wife Francis live an idyllic life as two of the Caribbean's most charming expats. Interesting. So Bourdain. So I don't know a lot about Bourdain. I know he had a show on a CNN, show which was involved going all around the world and like eating interesting food. So I think he was like a born vivant, but he killed himself. He was like uh, he was like depressed in the end, and he, he killed himself. You know, you know Bourdain's uh, story. I, I don't. I know he was a famous a famous author and. So if you were, you were probably in the UK at the time, but if you ever turned on CNN in the US, it was like, his show was on just like loop all the time. Like it was like all the, he would go to like Vietnam and like eat their cuisine. He would go to like, uh, you know, Ghana, eat their, I don't know, like I'm making these countries up. I don't know if you were this, but he would like just go all over the world and like eat food. And that was a show about, it was like, a lot of people were like very, it was like a very big thing. It was like on CNN all the time. Um, and, uh, so, but then he killed himself. And then people were like, you know, oh, he, you know, he seemed to have like all this stuff going on. And it's, it's an interesting life story for Cameron to pick that up because it's like a person who seemed happy and well together on the outside. Um, but on the inside had something dark going on. Um, and it's, you know, there's sort of the midwest, there's the midwest thing of it's just like he's a TV host and he's reading that guy's book, but there's also, you know, something else potentially there. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just seems like, I mean, it does seem like a good midwit kind of book because the book itself is, kind of related to the so so it's about like a couple who's at an island and then like somehow the mafia is involved and it just seems like oh like you know cameron's the kind of guy who would be like well i'm gonna go to an island with my wife and it's in italy so something something mafia this seems like a fun little beach read like that seems like a guy like cameron would pick up um but then the connection with bourdain makes it more interesting uh but yeah it just seems like a like a beach read for someone who's not particularly intellectually oriented um yeah yeah that that i think that fits so so yeah he's uh that is kind of a step down i think though from uh was it blink blink yeah well this is like very much a uh like like probably no thinking involved for this kind of book right just a sort of beach beach airport summer thriller thing um i think this might have been the first fictional book to appear on this show aren't most other books like sort of philosophical or social science yeah Uh, i don't think i've seen any other fiction books so it's interesting like the first fiction book you see here is like a very sort of what like midwit or or sort of a a low-tier kind of book like this yeah yeah that's interesting hopefully we'll see another Hopefully we'll see at least one yeah, more. Yeah. And, and, and I like it because they're not the most obvious. Like that book that Harper was reading about the family separation policy. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's like not the most famous book in the world. You know, you always, I always have to look these up. And then so like you know, it's 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 interesting that they they clip this stuff in there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, bisexual, classical liberal. It's a highbrow. It's a very highbrow philosophy. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, it would be funny if uh, if Mike White listened to this and then wrote his, you know, he wrote a memoir titled <laughs> <laughs> "A Bisexual Classical Liberal Manifesto." <laughs> you know, or like you know, if he if he wrote it, if he ever did like a a, a book about about White Lotus and like its themes and its you know message and philosophy, and he titled it like that, that would be great. But, uh, uh, all right, let's bring this one home. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I just let people know who who made it through this. Yeah, next week the uh, the final episode, and yeah, then um, we're gonna do we're gonna do the shield soon too. So if people yeah. want to brush up on the shield or start watching it for the first time. That's that's coming soon too. So uh, yeah. Until next time, Rob. Bye. All right. See you.